Hello and welcome, wherever you are in the world, to the Clairvoyant in the Classroom podcast. In this week's episode, we'll be looking at how your intentions for the 2022 school year are going. What kinds of goals have you set for yourself this year? Perhaps if you haven't set yourself any yet, you could look into some of the following areas. Organisation. How will you organise your environment? How will you organise yourself, your belongings? How will you organise your students or your own children? Punctuality. How can you make more time for yourself? How can you show up clearer with more intent to start each day? What can you do to maximise your time? that you have with others and for yourself. How about your own learning and progression? What would you like to learn this year? What kinds of skills would you like to develop? How can you make a start on that consistently? What can you use to motivate yourself to start something, to follow through with it and to really reap the benefits and reap the rewards of a dedicated practice. For some of you, it might be a meditation practice. For others, it might be to practice more creativity, to live more intuitively, to eat healthier, to exercise more. Think about these things not as big goals or big overwhelming tasks that you're unsure of how to achieve, but consider them as things that you can break down and you can work towards in small steps. For instance, starting small, setting yourself a smaller timer or Introducing, say, a new dish or a new way of cooking or a new style or a new food that you can eat once a week, then build up your capacity. Do what works for you. Set your own rules, set your own boundaries and be clear in your intentions of what you're doing, why you're doing it. And the how itself will form or mould around your current circumstances. Let's have a deeper look into organisation. For the organisation of your belongings, think about what you can get rid of, what will potentially serve its purpose, And I know at this time of the year, it's a good time to look out in those resource catalogues or look out, say, at Officeworks and bookshops and educational retailers at some of the resources that you think might be useful for the classroom, for home, for your kids. So have a think about how you would use these things, where, why, and how you could 
say, transfer the learning or the use of these resources into other areas. Another thing to look at is organisation of your computer. You might need to have a look through your files, create subfolders if you need to, tidy away those things from last year if you haven't done so already, put away the files that you don't think you'll need this year, put them all away, don't leave them in a place where you can see them, or pass them on to someone. Write your names on your resources if you have physical hard copies of things and pass them to teachers who you think might need them. Encourage yourself, encourage your teams to share. I've seen this work really well in some schools and I think it's a really wonderful way to not only build up trust with yourself and other colleagues, but it's also a great way of accessing resources, dividing up the workload and really being a team. You know, you're all in this together, so why not pass on those resources or send out a notification to your team that, you know, this is what I've got. If anyone has a unit on this topic, saves yourself buying it again. Look into the possibility of, say, setting up a share cloud service or drive where you can store resources and build up a big resource bank. Don't just keep them all to yourself. With your programming, I'm sure lots of schools are already doing it and I'm sure there are probably some schools that aren't doing it. Or if you're homeschooling even, build up your networks within your school, within your community, and build your networks outside of your school, outside of your community. Look at what other teachers are doing. Look at what other people are doing with their time, energy, and resources. Thinking about the way that you organize your learning environment, whether it be your home, your school, or your classroom, think about the areas in which students are most likely to be distracted are the desks positioned around or near the door? Or are students sitting near the windows? Which students have you got sitting near the windows, the doors? Which students will you have sitting near the front and the back? And I know a lot of teachers think about this every year or every term if they rotate their students around a lot. Think about their layout and your presence. Is it accessible for you? Does the room provide them space to move around freely? Does the room feel cluttered or congested? Or does it feel like there's a good flow to it in terms of movement, in terms of visibility, in terms of the placement of your desks, say your bookshelves, your cupboards? Are they organized? Are they tidy? Are they in a place that's accessible? Are they in a place where they're kind of in the way. Think about the classroom and think about yourself as if you were a student in your room. Would you like to come into this learning environment and learn? Take photos from different angles, sit in each of the desks and 
notice whether you can see the board, whether you can see the other student desks. Does the desk that you're sitting at feel like it's a good place to learn? Thinking about everything as energy, imagine that every desk has an energy of its own and every desk will be like an influence or an agent of change within this learning environment. It'll be a place where this change takes place, where this transfer of knowledge takes place. You might like to practice standing in your room or visualize. You might like to practice or visualize yourself standing in your learning environment, delivering a lesson or delivering a small presentation or talk, maybe even recording it, and just play it back to yourself and sit at the different desks and notice things like whether you can see the board, whether you can hear clearly, what kinds of things you can see, like the perspective, the angles. And I know you might not get it right the first time, but that's okay, it's a work in progress. Think of your classroom as a fluid, adaptive environment where things can always change, be flexible in your approach. Maybe even think outside the box, you know, if you're a teacher who's always used straight line rows or has always used, say, a horseshoe approach, think of something different this year. Mix it up. Think about what works for your students rather than just thinking about what has worked for you in the past. It could be a time to be more creative in the way that you lay out your learning environment. Perhaps if you haven't really had an art corner or a group work corner in your room. You might like to incorporate that this year, or you might have a quiet area in your room or you know, a chill out area. And I know every learning environment's different, but have a look at what you've got available to you. Think about the well-being of the students when they come into your room. Say if your students are coming in either for a lesson or for the whole day, think to yourself, if I were a student, would I want to be in here? Would I want to learn in here? Would I feel safe? Would I feel comfortable? Would I feel happy in here? Think about what you can put on the walls or what you can place around the room to make them feel welcome, to make them feel like they belong. And I know for some of you, you will have returning students, and I know for some of you, you'll also have new students. And I know for others, you'll be having your own kids if you're homeschooling. So think about who your students are, what they might be into, or what things might feel inviting or welcoming or interesting, and place them in your room. Think of what kinds of things you might have as part of their downtime or as part of helping to create an enriching, engaging learning environment. Tap into their interests or tap into what you feel is an interest. This is where intuition would come in when you're planning to set up your classroom for the year. Through tuning into the vibration and the power of the name, you could tune into each student's energy, or you could tune into the energy of the group and consider, you know, what kinds of things are they interested in? 
How do their energies feel? What do their personalities feel like? Do their energies feel louder or more open? Do they feel like quieter students, more inward kind of students? And if you spend the time to focus on different people, their different energies, you can kind of get a sense of how they'll interact or how their personality emerges in the classroom. And this is one of the things that I teach in my one-on-one -on -one coaching and my online workshops is how to tune into the vibration, how to tune into the energy of a person or of another individual or a group or a situation and how to engage with that to help inform your decision making. So that's how we would look at intuition and organisation. If you are unsure of the students that you're getting or you might be feeling a bit anxious about the students that you're re receiving or if you're feeling a bit anxious about the students that are incoming maybe because of what you've heard from other teachers or you've been warned by their previous school or their previous teacher see this year as a new opportunity for you and for them to rewrite and redefine themselves just because someone else has had a certain experience with a particular student that doesn't necessarily mean that you will if they've got a little bit of a history with them or a bit of a history that comes with them like a trail of paper or a trail of incidents leave all that at the door see them as who they are right now and i think that this helps to release any previously formed misconceptions or images of particular students say for example if you have a student who has always been thought of as the naughty child then teachers will be holding that perspective of them already before they've even set foot in the classroom and from the way that I see it if you already hold that previous image of a student that's going to be in your subconscious that's going to influence the way that you think about them and potentially the way that you interact with them and from my experience I know that the way that you think about a student can really greatly shape and influence the way that a teacher interacts with them and I've got some great stories around this to share that I'll save for another episode. So thinking about your new students, you might take the opportunity to imagine that they're sitting in front of you when you're setting up your classroom. And you might like to imagine that you're talking to them or that you're talking to your angels and your angels are talking to your students' angels delivering messages to their mind and their heart and their subconscious level of being. Through this form of communication, you could deliver a message to them that expresses how you feel about the year or, you know, what your intentions are and what your hopes for them are. 
talk about what you would like to achieve with them, what you would like to do, and you know what your expectations are. Talk about all those things as if you're talking to them and they're there. This could be a warm-up for your first day speech or your first day interactions with them. But this time they're just going to listen. And this style of intuitive soul-to-soul communication is something that I teach thoroughly in my online coaching and online workshops. And if you start engaging with and communicating with students on this deeper level, on this internal level, you may be able to greatly influence the level of interactions that you have with them, as well as the level of perception that you have about them and the way that you engage with them and think about them and deal with them on an everyday basis. Perhaps this year is a new year for you to make new friendships or to connect with colleagues who you haven't worked with before. You might like to take the initiative to get to know them Make the effort to go out of your way to get to know them. Knowing that you'll be on the same team, you'll be working together or working in the same environment together. Do things that help the other person feel welcome because they might be feeling just as anxious as you are. Write a profile about yourself. Give it to the other teacher that you don't know. Ask them if they'd like to catch up with you over lunch or morning tea or briefly after school and just talk in a way that's not connected to work. You know, get to know them on a personal level. Form a better relationship through getting to know them genuinely. I understand that when you communicate, say, in the classroom or in the staff room, say in a meeting or engaging with students or anything work-related, the conversation topic and the whole vibe of the interaction will be very focused on the context and the work situation and environment. But try to steer that conversation that you have with them outside of work, say, into just getting to know them, letting them get to know you, and just being able to be yourself. Furthermore, if there is anything at all that is making you anxious about starting the school year, whether it's students, curriculum, programming, organisation, school and government policies, anything at all. Just remember you have the power to overcome that through connecting with your breath, through a bit of meditation, staying grounded, staying hydrated, staying physically active, all of those things can help transform any energy that you have that's directed into anxiety, fear or worry. Do something to raise your energy, lift your spirits, shift your mood. Energy is something that 
can't be destroyed, but it can be transformed, transferred, changed. So if you're feeling anxiety, it's not about getting rid of or defeating your anxiety. It's about getting in touch with your breath, moving your body, maybe doing a bit of EFT or emotional freedom tapping or meditating, doing something to clear that energy from the place where it seems to be stuck, getting it moving, getting it flowing and learning to turn those feelings into feelings of joy, peace, balance, calm, courage, strength. Listen to yourself, get in touch with your feelings, recognize what's happening in your body, and I'm sure you'll find your way. If you'd like to connect or work with me one-on-one, -on -one, perhaps even develop a new routine or develop a new skill to help you manage your anxiety or to help you balance your emotions better, let me know. I'd be happy to work with you. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please remember to like, share and subscribe to our channels. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Clairvoyant in the Classroom. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye now.